Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast and it has been a while since I've had any guests on, but um, bringing back one of, man, if not my first guest, whoever came on, um, y'all can fact check me on that, but I'd like to welcome back Mr. Rec League podcast himself, Randy Little. What's up? Say hello to the people. Hey, man, it's an honor and a privilege. I, I never knew that I was your first official Signet Cinema podcast guest, man. What's up, everybody? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely you were. So here's what we're doing here. We're going all in on the Batman list. So we're doing top three list. We're going to do our top three favorite costumes, our top three favorite performances, and our top three favorite movies. So before we get started on the list, I just wanted to ask you have uh, or do you have your tickets for the Batman yet? Nah, man, you know, I'm in a small town. I uh, <laughs> I play chicken like I know what screening I want to go to. All right. And like big event films in, in Del Rio do like fill up, but not a lot of people pre-order. So I'm kind of like, mm. you know, waiting it out. And I know I ask you this. Um, like all the time um premium cinemas um do you have them there like um <laughs> cinemark xd amc adobe cinema imax no nah, we got we got one cinemark and it, it really ain't got no like special theaters mm. it's just got the bigger screen like two screens two auditoriums have bigger screens like that. uh, that's yeah. the only flex we got down here no nah, it's not bad cinemark is usually good quality yeah and um yeah i saw another superhero movie in their bigger screen but it's not xd that makes no sense to me why they just wouldn't upgrade the screening <laughs> the screen i'm eyeballing has no tickets sold yet so i'm straight mm. all right so we'll see with this nearly three hour the batman so because of that we're gonna go back and talk about as the aforementioned thing i want to hop right into it so <laughs> off of off of air you you mentioned one movie <laughs> which is funny we're gonna get to that so yeah i'm gonna mix it up a bit we're gonna start with costumes so top three costume designs in um not just movies in any way any which way you want to go tv shows um hell even animated stuff uh we could do it that way but mine i could tell you already oh without giving it away since you're the guest Let's get right to it. Your number three, top three Batman costumes. Um, that shit he was wearing in the finale of Gotham. 
Ah, look at you. Yeah. You, ah, yeah, here we go. That was a joke answer. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Gotham. Gotham is a roller coaster. And that suit he was wearing at the end of Gotham was not it. Um, <laughs> I think I had, I think, I think my third favorite suit is Val Kilmer's third act Batman suit. All right, so so we're going to talk about this together because that's my third pick too. <laughs> so the sonar suit is what yeah. that one is called. Yeah, it's um. So uh, I was about to say Joker. So Riddler and Two Face breaks into Bruce Wayne's home and they blow up all his damn stuff, and that's the suit that's left over, and it's also functional at the end of the movie. What and you um, get? yeah, definitely ah. Man, Batman yeah. forever. <laughs> See, like, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this about both Schumacher movies. Mm-hmm. I ne- like, I, I know it's been like a 20, 25 year running gag. Oh, Batman, yeah. blah blah blah. I never like, like, I grew up like I love Batman, and yeah, like it's funny. But Schumacher's suits in all, both his movies, like, they look more like body accurate, like a real yeah. like Jack chiseled body, and bodies have nipples. So yeah, sure enough, it's uh um, so there's two total costumes in Batman Forever. The um yeah. the earlier costume does have the um the yellow behind the bat um symbol and all that. And yeah. the second one, the one is your favorite. It um it's the first suit that doesn't have any color in it because it's just the big bat symbol, uh, which is cool. And it's a lot, like you said, um body accurate yeah. is sleek. And it's not blocky like um a lot of other suits in the series, and it's very like form fitting, I guess, if you will. And, like um, paint, like I, I literally just finished watching Batman Forever. Like the the cowl like fits Val Kilmer's face like really yeah tight. But it's like he's the first like two thirds of the movie like he's basically wearing the Michael Keaton suit, and they like added nipples to that. But yeah. it's, this one has like like that silver gloss. Like I don't yeah, know. So. Like, I'm, I'm like nine years old watching this movie. <laughs> it looks cool. It looks um a lot shinier, if you will, and uh, yeah. little tweaks to it, and look a little more functional and whatnot. So, and here's what we're gonna do. So yeah, that's both of our number threes. <laughs> so now, um, what's your number two with the top Batman costume? Lego Batman. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, I, I can't help but be a smart ass. You know me. <laughs> Man, like, I want to say the animated series, but, like, that's basic. Like, everybody knows the animated series was inspired by the Burton movies. Yeah. And then I'm going to go Batfleck. I'm going to go Ben Affleck suit for number two. All right. In which movie? Just gave away my number one. Um <laughs> Batman vs Superman. It's got like the gray, but the darker logo, uh, and uh, his suit, not like the the armor, not the armor, but his right. his suit. So you're referring to um the Batman, the Frank Miller designed um, yeah Batman yeah. costume with the yeah big that Dark Knight Returns suit. Yeah, the big, that's dope. Yeah, I love that one. The the big symbol and all that with the gray and. Yeah, and it's um, and you notice in the fight, one of the best fights in any superhero movie, the warehouse fight ever. And you see that the helmet is probably made out of um some armored material because a dude try comes up and shoot him, 
And yeah, um, yeah, he, and, he took a point blank shot. Yeah, and it just deflects off. And but also within the same scene, I like this. It shows um weak points in the suit because he gets stabbed. Yeah. Um, like under his um, like his rib area, which is um pretty. Yeah, that's um. Definitely um, a good choice in BVS. It's sweet, sweet. When's the last time you watched that? Um, probably before the Snyder Cut came out last year. Nah, I got you. Just uh, getting ready for. Oh, uh, you gonna like um, where I'm going with this one? Well, my number one, because we might or might not circle back. <laughs> so that's your number two, <laughs> the Batfleck yeah. Frank Miller costume. Um, let's call it that. And my number two is an improvement of a previous costume. So my number two is Batman Returns. Okay. And I like that one because um, now the first one is, is a badass suit <laughs> yeah. in the in the eighty nine Batman. But the thing I like about um. This suit is is they tweak the back symbol. I don't know if you notice it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um more curved on the edges and more prominent. And I like what they do with the his suit looks more tactical. The abs are not rounded, but they're more square. Yeah. And um, like you mentioned, um, when y'all watch Batman Returns, um, Keaton had a lot of input in the suit for Batman Returns. He had trouble moving his were uncomfortable they had legitimate boots in the 89 batman so uh, i don't know who exactly was the costume designer who had this idea they actually had air jordans <laughs> as part of um the batman returns um costume it's probably the air jordan six i think it's the six yeah so they built those into them and um it's so slick for him to be a lot more mobile and comfortable so they're technically not boots that he's wearing, but they made him made him up to look like boots. But man, that's um, <laughs> that's, that's slick. I don't know who the hell had that idea. They could have used anything, and they went with the Jordans. <laughs> when um, when the Ice Princess gets pushed, and then Batman and Catwoman go their separate ways to get to the crime scene and all of that. Yeah, he goes to suit up, and there's that quick shot of like his boots lined up. I was trying to see like, oh yeah, trying clothes? to check him out. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's um awesome design. Tim Burton um you know, does his thing with the suits there. And even with the suits, we talk about gadgets in the suits too. So he had the, the um the I guess I'll call it the hang gliding suit when he jumps off um after the princess gets pushed and he's trying to escape and he jumps off the building and he flies and an awesome shot with the bats and he's flying over yeah. the people. So Oh yeah, Batman Returns. Um, my favorite suit. So man, already at your number one. We're moving on down. Your favorite costume. What is your number one costume of all time? I mean, that's it. Like I said, I grew up on Batman. I'm three, four years old. Mm. The first movie I ever remember watching is Batman '89. Batman '89. So, so it's like it's like the the Keaton suit slash animated series. Like they're practically the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with yellow in the bat symbol. Like I want to yeah. say Nolan made it cool for an all black bat logo, but maybe it was Schumacher. Yeah, but um, yeah, 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 man. Um, just the Michael Keaton bat suit. Like I know, yeah. Like there was extra points. I'm looking at the original poster for Batman. Yeah. It basically has the '92 logo. 
And and yeah, it's just the Batman Returns suit, all black, yellow belt, yellow bat symbol. It's just dope. Yeah. And like I was telling you off air, man, it list was kind of hard to make. That that 89 suit is, is super duper, super duper snappity wappity. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but no, um, it's more realistic. Um, like the the I don't know if I probably go change my choice, but the the abs, yeah. everything is chiseled. It's the more realistic rounded abs. And you got that gold belt and something about it definitely has to go into the casting. Um, that chin, and you mentioned Val <laughs> Kilmer, his how his face fits fits perfectly into the mask. But um, Michael Keaton, the, the presence. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you this. Michael Keaton is the shortest Batman Bruce Wayne live action one at five yep. foot nine. But he's like, <laughs> you couldn't. You, you you couldn't tell him being on a screen on any screen, a big screen or your home TV. That suit it just gives him a the presence of awesomeness. Exactly, yeah. So since we're in these costumes, um, they actually bring this up in um, some of the Christopher Nolan movies. So um, you notice in the movie his hard turns, um, the Michael Keaton movie, because you can't. It's not built the costume where the neck can turn by itself. He has to do the full body turns. And you notice it like when um in Batman 89, when the, he tries to blow up the Joker headquarters and the Joker's in a helicopter, he turns hard and <laughs> sees him in a helicopter. And it would fix that. Cape effect, man. Yeah, yeah, and that too, it plays into it. So, so it doesn't the look silly. Around. <laughs> the superheroes um swing and whatnot. But yeah, that's um uh, your number one, you can't go, can't be the classic. Everybody, everybody's favorite is um usually the '89 Batman. Everybody loves Michael Keaton, and we're definitely gonna circle back around to that. So my number one, I'm gonna add something to one of your picks. My number one is Batman v Superman for all three suits. So yeah, the Frank Miller suit, the one we talked about with your pick. Then the uh, night, the nightmare. I didn't even think of that one. The nightmare Batman costume when he's not wearing the trench coat, basically the tactical pants, and he has um the rest of the costume on with the the mask and the goggles. And this is another nod to um the comic books. And you never know. I mean, hopefully we will see this this nightmare universe. The discovery did take over Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. but that's just that's just me oh. being positive. Hell yeah. And um, but yeah, that, that nightmare um Batman costume, that's it right there. Obviously more functional and more um and he can move easily. You see the awesome fight scene when um supposedly he was uh, trying to pick up some kryptonite and he got double crossed and he's fighting off the guards, <laughs> then the parademons come down and it's a if you watch the scene, notice it's all in one shot when he jumps out of the back of that truck and he starts fighting. And and like most people, I'm curious who he's trying to help. You notice he's fighting, then somebody reaches out with a hand and he pulls him. And yeah. But and of course, for the big fight, the Batman armor costume. Yeah. <laughs> it's big and bulky, but that within story is for a reason. He's about to fight fucking Superman. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, I don't think that Zack Snyder, Ben Affleck, I don't think that a lot of people give them credit for like the detail that went into that story. Yeah. And, um, so if you look at the suit, the Batman armor suit, um, he changes back into the, um, the Batman, the Frank Miller suit. So I wanted to ask you what you think. I don't know when the last time um, you saw the movie was. So um, they don't really explain it. He's in the armor suit. But if you look closely, you can see that the armor just might be a topping for the Frank Miller suit. And he just takes it off. And put it in the Frank Miller suit is there. So at the end, he changes, obviously has to change um, his cow because um, the the mechanical armor got damaged because yeah. the warehouse fight is after the, the Superman fight. Right. So I was just, you look at it and you see, like you said about details, you look at it, you can see that the regular costume is under the armored costume. Yeah. And that's um, that's something to look forward to, but yeah. Uh, Batman v Superman. Uh, we'll we'll get to the movies, but yeah, he um, Schneider is definitely definitely a fan, and I love my favorite, my personal favorite. I love the combination of costume is the, the nightmare costume. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I, I didn't even think about the trench coat suit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But no, that's it. So honorable mention for Christian Bale with the uh, with the beanie over his face. With the, oh yeah, they, you know, his, <laughs> his crude um, Batman before the actual costume yeah. he had. He did. They did um, that in Mask of the Phantasm too. Mask of yeah, that's true. A movie which we may or may not bring up. <laughs> so remember, um, remember your list for the costume. We're gonna do a full rundown oh, afterwards. <laughs> So now we're moving along, man, moving along. So now we're going to talk about performances. So with performances, um, like I said, it's wide open, even if it's a, a voice performance. And this is Batman Bruce Wayne. And let's go with your number three for the Batman Bruce Wayne performances. Well, my number three is going to springboard off of my number one suit. My number three performance is Michael Keaton. Oh, Both number movies. three. Oh, okay. Bat Batman. Batman Returns, and I've had dreams about the Flash. <laughs> there we so, go. Uh, yeah, like I just his his Batman is, is is short on dialogue. I love that his Batman really doesn't talk. The most dialogue he really got was like talking shit to the Joker in yeah. the finale in the first movie. But yeah, he he has he has dialogue in Batman Return. You know, talking talking to Catwoman, Mistletoes, this this and this, and in his his Bruce Wayne. I think he gives like a different Bruce Wayne performance than anybody else. Right. Cause he's just, he's low key and he's reserved. And I just, I like that. Like he's more, they gave him more to do in returns. You know, Tim Burton was more comfortable. The writing was more comfortable. Yeah. Talking to Penguin, Max Shrek, him and Max Shrek was having like a rich kid standoff. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the office scene. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know, call it nostalgia, call it, I grew up on Michael Keaton. I know everybody loves Michael Keaton, but mm -hmm. I, you know, all right, that's I'm that's surprised um that that's your that's your number three. Yeah, all right, I thought that would have been higher. I mean, it's only three choices, and then like my two, <laughs> like I'm gonna have an explanation for my two and yeah. one. All right, now I can't wait to get to that. All right, cool. So um, 
surprise out the gate for performances. All right. All right. So number three, three for me is um ooh, hey, like once again, I want you to repeat what you said. Um, because my number three is Ben Affleck. <laughs> All right. So in this world, um, we have what's definitive. Um, I don't give a damn what um, these goofballs at Warner Brothers are saying. Like, I'm naming names like Hamada and um, and Jeff, Trash. whatever the heck his name is. There's so many of these knuckleheads. Trash. So the Jostic League from 2017. Trash. That's that's a that's a fever dream. <laughs> it's, it's something. Is is nothing good. It's nothing positive. And that's objectively. It, it is what it is. So. We're concentrating on um, Batman v Superman, and hell, even um, um, Suicide Squad, David Ayer's movie, and the Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, um, I want to hop to his um, cameo in Suicide Squad. So that's David Ayer's Suicide Squad from 2016. 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that they came out the same year as Batman v Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So he played him twice that year. That's nuts. So that was pre- first of all, it's pretty cool. Whatever you think about that movie, we know the story behind it. That it's not really David Ayer's um vision, but it was nice. Um, Ben Affleck showed up as Batman and Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and um later on in the credits. So, Ooh, this this one was hard, and um, I'll explain it in my number two. I like, I really like Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. I Especially... like those shoes. <laughs> What's that? Said I like those shoes. Oh man, yeah. And really, especially in um Batman v Superman when he meets um or Diana or Wonder Woman when they're at the party or whatever, and um, he's obviously um. He's putting on um, a front of smugness that he's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be this billionaire playboy or whatever. And um, I like the dialogue, even when he talks to um, Clark Kent and um, he tells him that he's from um, the Daily Planet. Like, um, do I own this one? And you know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) And that was pretty good. I love, I love, I love Affleck's um, Bruce Wayne. So why he's lower on the list is probably... Because of um his Batman. Now his Batman isn't bad. I mean it's it's top three. <laughs> right. So but it's not better than the um the other ones on the list, in my opinion. Um it gets better as it uh, moves ahead. I think his best performance as Batman or Bruce Wayne is in um Zack Schneider's Justice League from last year. Cause he is, you know, it's four hour and two minute movie. He is the lead in that movie for the most part. And he has um he his character pushes the story, mm-hmm. and um, don't get me wrong, Cyborg is the heart of the story for sure. But character wise, um, um, Bruce Wayne Batman is moving his story because he's trying to have this thing happen. He's trying to save the world. So that's my number three for performances. Good old Batfleck. <laughs> now, so what's your number two there? See, man, like. My one and two are kind of ass backwards. Uh-oh. But my number two, I'm going to say is Kevin Conroy. Oh, I like that. I, I grew up on, like, I grew up on Batman, period. So, like, uh-huh. growing up, 
Spider-Man was out there, X-Men was out there, but Batman the Animated Series was like my favorite TV show as a kid. Like I adore that shit. Like he was, Kevin Conroy was so good switching up his voice as Bruce Wayne, switching up his mm-hmm. voice as Batman. And like, it was always powerful, you know what I mean? Especially the Batman scenes he, to the point that like he would do video games and movies. Like he's still- I'm just about to bring Batman. that up. Yeah, he's awesome in the video games every- um, like two years ago, the CW brought him in for one of their crossovers. Yeah, he played his first uh, live action performance as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and that was pretty. Yeah, dope. Um, man, and he's like he like the animated series molded like what my expectation of a live action Batman, any of his rogue villains should be in a live action. Hmm. All right, that's a good pick, old Kevin Conroy. Um, much deserved respect. Um, a lot of people will probably dismiss him because of just a voice performance, but yeah. um, and even with that, I'll use the example of a trend that's going on that I wish would slow down is instead of hiring experienced legitimate voice actors, a lot of these just celebrity actors are getting these voice acting roles, and a lot of them are just talking. Yeah not really performing you know what i mean they're just reading and you see the difference between a voice actor and just, and an actor doing a voice job if that makes any sense yeah yeah. yeah kevin kevin conroy i'm glad um and he's uh super excellent in the video games i don't know if you're a fan of him arkham knight arkham asylum arkham city i played maybe two or three of them i'm gonna if i get stuck on a video game i give up <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. I'll, I'll be the first one to throw that out there. I beat the first one, I think, was just Arkham Asylum. Yeah, Arkham Asylum. Like, yeah. Big mutated Joker was at the end, right? Yeah. And the, the last one I played, like, I remember like driving the Batmobile and I, I couldn't figure it out. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm so you're probably talking about what you got to do the Riddler stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody hates that. That's not just you. <laughs> okay. The damn Riddler. I don't know. I'm sure there's people out there that completed it, but that. Uh, oh, yeah. I almost threw that control at the TV <laughs> 20 times. Yeah, Arkham City, then Arkham Knight was a, a little better with it. But yeah, Kevin Conroy. All right, that's your number two for performances. And let's go to my number two. And this one probably made it to number two because he had more chances to work with the uh, characters, uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne. It's Christian Bale. So he had three movies. Uh, three whole movies that's more than anybody else so yeah. Affleck played him numerous different times but um one of the roles was a cameo and yeah. then um another if we want to talk about the 2017 Jostics League um more than half of that was just a phoned in performance <laughs> yeah man Justice League is like is the like bizarro stepchild of Zack yeah. Snyder's original vision. Like anybody paying attention knows that Justice League was not what was intended to be the final. Of course product. not. Yeah. Now that we have the Zack Snyder's version, which is a full performance, dedicated performance and BVS, Batman v Superman. But um exactly. But yeah, but Christian Bell um has three full performances and you can see um Bell grow more and more comfortable comfortable with the character. Um, if I had to pick one movie where he's, um, I think up and down, uh, in tune with the character, I, I have to say the dark Knight rises actually the, the last movie <laughs> I was going to say dark Knight. I did. <laughs> Snuck that but, rises in. 
Yeah, but the Dark Knight Rises, as far as um, we have more. So what people don't like about the Dark Knight Rises is Batman is actually not in that movie a lot. No. Oh. <laughs> like, get off that podcast, Randy. Well, I'll hit do I'll hit do not disturb on my phone, and I'll see it <laughs> on my laptop. And then what? Well, if we're recording regularly, no matter what I'm doing, man, I still get email notifications. It don't make yeah, no sense. Get- <laughs> same thing that's my bad but, but no you're all good you're all good um but yeah um yeah batman i think somebody clocked it batman and then when i say batman i mean him actually in a costume fighting or whatever it's only in a movie i think they said 20 minutes yeah and that movie is two and a half hours that's a long ass movie you're <laughs> right yeah. and um but yeah but we get to explore more with him as bruce wayne and you know him not being batman for a bunch of years and I think it works for what that movie is. Yeah. But um, definitely um, the most balanced performance between the two is The Dark Knight, the, the second movie with Christian Bale. So, yeah, number two is my Christian Bale. Um, Christian Bale, of course, Academy Award winning actor. And when we get to another actor, it's a question I have for you if he gets brought up. But, yeah, that's my number two. <laughs> and i'm curious what your your number one is for performances but i guess yeah let us know we're, we're right there okay see ben affleck in batman versus superman is in the bat cave talking to jeremy irons 20 years in gotham how many good guys are left this this and this yeah that's roughly 20 years after batman the animated series mm-hmm. anybody that'll listen see that's why like i said his ass backwards maybe conroy should be number one but since I'm in the IMAX theater in San Antonio watching Ben Affleck in this movie, from, from the moment he's watching the, the final battle in Man of Steel and he runs into the destruction to yeah. save people, it's like, like, man, like this is the live action Batman the Animated Series Bruce Wayne. And like, yeah. like I said earlier, like, like how he's like, I'm looking for the restroom, but he's like trying to like get into Lex Luthor's system. Yeah. And I, I like those shoes. Like he's, he's the big, dumb, <laughs> arrogant billionaire. Like that's that's Bruce Wayne. Like I said, like if I could envision, like in the '90s, I'm not thinking Ben Affleck should be Batman. You're right. But seeing it, seeing what Zack Snyder gave us, and then like like we said, like his Batman is Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns Batman come to life, and and Zack Snyder put that imagery into the movie. And then, and then, like you were saying, the Snyder cut, the the actual vision of what Zack Snyder wanted his Justice League to be, it's Ben Affleck carrying it. Like, like he's the man. Like his his suits are good. His fight scenes are some of the best in any Batman movie ever. Is anything that I could like have ever wanted in in a Batman performance. Like Ben Affleck gave it to us. Like I'm incredibly excited to see what Robert Pattinson's doing especially yeah. as, as long as that movie is supposed to be. But like right now, my favorite actor to portray Bruce Wayne and Batman is Ben Affleck. All right. Oh, I got you. So that's your number one. Good. Um, Yeah. I, yeah. I can't be mad at you at all for that. That's um. <laughs> see, like I feel and I feel like I'm slighting bail. But you know, like like you already told you already told everybody listening, we got another category to hit. So like Bale's gonna get his love. No, um yeah. yeah, man. Like there's so like performances, like I wanna I wanna name drop uh Jason O'Mara right quick. Ooh, yeah. 
a lot of like direct to video Batman animated movies, like Jason O'Mara, I would say is like my second favorite actor to voice Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different. Um, it's crazy all these um, Batman direct to video um, uh, movies that are out, and how many different people have voiced Jason O'Mara. Definitely mm-hmm. is. Um, Bruce Greenwood did Batman in Under the Red Hood, which is my favorite animated DC movie. Period. Oh, no kidding. And then uh, what's RoboCop's name? Frank uh, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. I was gonna say Frank Weller. <laughs> That's the Transformers dude. Yeah. Peter Weller did the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um. Somebody. I want to say. Oh, I'm blanking. Oh, I'm blanking. Yeah, no, I mean, that's good knowledge. Of Of course, Kevin Conroy returned. um, Yeah, Kevin Conroy is the man. Yeah, he returned for uh, Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah, he played played OG Bruce Wayne in in Batman Beyond, right? So who is this? Yeah, no, it's um, not any. Yeah, like I said, these voice, these voice acting roles, usually they just when people talk about all best Batmans, they don't get brought up but they definitely should so so oh man i'm i was um looking for that curveball uh, <laughs> thinking uh kevin conroy but then again how many times um has will arnett voiced um that lego batman just uh, twice right i think just twice yeah an actual lego batman movie and then the, the lego movie yeah uh all right, so here's the the top, the top category. This one, I'm really, 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 really curious what yours are, which is why we're gonna start with your number three. Hey man, my uh my three favorite overall Batman movies really aren't anything surprising. All right, let's see then, brother. My uh my number three is is the 1989 batman like i know me you and nick like have this it's me versus you and nick all the time (laughs) you and nick for batman returns but like i said like this is like the the oldest movie i ever remember remember watching Uh, i'm I'm um, four or five years old watching batman i want you to do me a favor i want you to tell all your friends (laughs) like fucking um jack nicholson making that that undertaker joke talking about hair color I, yeah. I, I caught that the other day. Like, man, I should not have been watching this at four years old. No, it was some it was Tim Burton. You know, he got yeah. sneak his dark stuff in there. Yeah. Like, Jack Nicholson, for a long time, was that definitive Joker, like, mm-hmm. inspiring the animated series. Like, everything. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there singing Prince. Like, <laughs> four years old. I'm crushing on Kim Basinger, man. I love everything about this movie. Yeah. I remember the, uh, the, the Diet Coke commercial from the VHS. Wow. And uh, there, there was some kind of like pre-animated advertisement with Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I remember this man. It's all yeah, that's flooding a back to me. Ooh, I wonder if I still got that VHS tape. The little cocaine had the back cape on it. Man, yeah, that was um, that movie was a um, and you like you said four or five. You remember all this? That movie was a marketing monster. For sure, they had it um. Which is funny because I'm bringing something else up later, which is just um, was interesting. And um, but this is why my choice is what my choice is. But number three is Batman, um, 89 Batman for you. That's that's all right. All right. All right. We're going to circle back around. So my number three is. 
a theatrical, theatrically released 1993 Batman movie. <laughs> Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Amazing. The probably um the fans of the movie this movie are fans of this movie Gosh. but uh in the overall spectrum of batman movies i think it doesn't get the fair shake it deserves oh so good and it was so the movie turned out to be so good that it originally wasn't supposed to get a theatrical release it was mm. just going to be um i think straight to video movie that they were doing um by design in the first place but the product came together so it was like okay, the quality of this could be, and they were right about it. And also, um, going to your pick, I didn't pick Kevin Conroy for my Batman performances, but man, Conroy in his movie, um, the he voice motion. performances, there's a when he visits his parents' grave, yeah, and you know, he's at a um, paraphrase, like, yeah, I tried to do what you want me to do, and you know, for. Don't I deserve to have a life? Yeah, that scene, and if you, I guess it doesn't have to be only for kids, just yeah. because it's an animated movie. And there's some a lot of um disturbing um tonality in a movie. You know, his parents' death. That's always going to be part of any Batman story. Yeah, and it, it, yes. it better be. And Batman's and, parents. Uncle Ben, like people complain about seeing <laughs> this, but it's so important to every Spider-Man yeah. Batman story. But yeah, like um, he's at his grave crying. That's one of them. I'm surprised we never seen anything quite like that in a live action movie. You know, he's yeah. he visit um, the, the site of the death and the grave, but he's never just lost it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this is the movie that gave us um, who would have thought the animated movie would give us one of the better character studies of Bruce Wayne. And that's what um, this movie does for me. And of course, um, yeah, we never brought up, um, we doing all this talking. We brought up the Joker, but we haven't brought up Mark Hamill's um, voice performance as the Joker. <laughs> the GOAT. The yeah, GOAT. Exactly. But yeah, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is um, classic um, hand animated um, animation. The opening of the movie was one of the earlier computer-generated animation. They, well, they were going over the city, which was real cool. Yeah. And um, in any good Batman movie, what every good Batman movie has is a great score. And wow, what doesn't man. get talked about, like, at all, man. ever, is the score to Mask of the Phantasm. Mm -mm. Yes. And... And that just gets expanded upon throughout the whole movie. That's that's one of the best Batman themes yeah. ever <laughs> from the animated series. And then, you know, it, it gets expanded upon in the movies. But yeah, that's my number three. Um, and is, I want that, is that on 4K? I don't think so. They, it's man, on Blu-ray. Warner Brothers barely released it on Blu-ray. Yeah, barely. Just, yeah. I want to yeah, see the Phantasm in live action. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be um, that'd be that'd sweet. Be fire. I remember like it might be like it might be messed up to say now in 2022, but I remember watching <laughs> it like seven years old, like when when the phantasm like gear comes off. I was like, oh, it's a girl. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But yeah, that's one of um one of the great things about the movie, the the reveal of what yeah. it was. Even if I haven't seen it, it's still um um. And speaking of which, um, some of these movies. Like under the red hood, and um, 
a couple other ones. The I would like to see them give the screenwriters of those movies a shot at the live action movies. Yes. Because um, adapting this material the way they do into these these animated DTV uh, movies, I'm like, man. And even the video games, the story for the video games, especially um, I forget which one where where Batman Bruce Wayne was struggling with um the death of Robin. And I think that's the Arkham Knight. That's probably the one you haven't played. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, and that was um. I'm like, man, they, why aren't these dudes writing for the, the movies if um, they talk about they having so much trouble? But anywho. Man, but yeah, <laughs> it's every, everybody knows the past four or five years, the Warner Brothers has no idea what they're doing trying to yeah. like, stitch together a shared universe, let alone make a good, I don't know, Batman movie. Right. Hopefully, hopefully in two weeks. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Like, man, like they just put out the two part long Halloween. I thought yeah. that was fire. It was. Uh, yeah, I just finished that um, HBO Max. But um, yeah, so we're at your number two um, top Batman movies. My man, my number two is uh, is Batman Begins. Oh, 2005. Like, yeah. They shot that movie in a fantastical city. Chicago, man. <laughs> as, as much shit as I give you about Chicago, I hate that The Dark Knight Returns is filmed in uh, Dark Knight Rises, Rises. filmed in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I hate because <laughs> what the uh the owner of the Steelers like had stake or stock in legendary yeah, flex his muscle. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, Nolan, yeah, Batman Nolan begins. From Chicago? What's that? Is Nolan from Chicago? No, nah, Nolan is from England. <laughs> That's right. My stupid ass. <laughs> They're like no, to, to well, funny enough, like, his brothers from was born in America though. Um. Oh, that's what's up, Jonathan Nolan. Yeah, Jonathan Nolan, Nolan, or whatever. But yeah, that's an, funny. I remember an episode of Friends where Joey is talking about somebody supposed to be the next next Martin Scorsese, and for whatever reason, I was like, I wonder if they're talking about Christopher Nolan because it was like around the time Insomnia oh. was out. Really? That's odd. They go back and find her. Yeah, like he uh. No, like everybody knows, Nolan had Memento, Insomnia, and they gave him Batman. Yeah, and it had been seven, eight years since a Batman movie come out. Yep, since Batman. Christian returned. Bale's claim to fame was American Psycho and Reign of Fire. Mm-hmm. Shit was a gamble. Nolan yeah, made the the reboot popular. It like I'm in the minority. And I might even take some shit from this, and I stand by it. Ooh, what's I this? prefer say what? No, was it? Go ahead. What's this? I prefer Katie Holmes as Rachel over Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I can see uh, either way. I don't think it'd go wrong, but it's one thing I love in movies that have sequels or, or series of movies: continuity, character continuity, yeah, or actor continuity. And it, it was kind of jarring. I don't have any problem with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, but just to go to whoop and whoop, you know. <laughs> Look, like, uh, Katie, I, feel no like, Maggie. I feel like Tom Cruise was sitting at home. 2000, <laughs> 2007 was coming around. They was pre-production for The Dark Knight. Tom Cruise was just like, I'm not about to have another one of my shorties kissing on Batman. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, though. Um, yeah, so, whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Katie, Katie do mad money. Go go work with Queen Latifah. Yeah, but yeah, back in the dark night, man. Um, 
Oh, or Batman, um, Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. <laughs> like, Christian Bale's great, man. Like, like, we, like you said earlier, we see the death of Bruce Wayne's parents, mm-hmm. but we see, we see how he, like, coped with it. What, what got him there to thinking right. dressing right. up like a bat was the way to do it. And, like, each of Nolan's movies have these themes. Batman Begins is fear. He's scared of the bats. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a psychological evaluation, right? Killian Murphy, Scarecrow, Ra's al Ghul. Like, there's a lot of, like, like, a lot of people don't realize, like, Batman is, like, a martial artist. Right. And we, like, we see, like, his fight training and his detective skills and how he begins. Like, mm-hmm. the movies... Christopher, shout huge shout out Christopher Nolan. I know he's a big fan of the Sigma Cinema podcast. He finally took Commissioner Gordon serious. Yeah. Like, Pat, Pat Hingle, even I don't know dude's name in the Adam West series and movie, but Commissioner Gordon's a joke until Gary Oldman yeah. steps in and gives True him enough. some actual like acting, you know, presence. Thanks for saving the day again, Batman. You know what's you know what's funny about that? I was just about to bring that up. That's the only time they interact in that movie. Batman Returns. In Batman Returns. They only interact that once. It's like and, the animated series, like they're partners. They're ba- yeah, they're like, they their back and forth is, is important to protect in Gotham exactly. City. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up though. Yeah. I was thinking about that watching watching these movies earlier. Like mm-hmm. first, like I like I told you, I'm watching Batman Forever and I'm like, it's all the flaws are standing out. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I enjoy Batman Forever, but just watching it this time, I was like, dude, this yeah. is shit. And <laughs> the, the bat, like Riddler, Two Face, they do their thing at Wayne Manor, uh-huh. and they got the signal on. And and the 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 random ass beat cop is next to Gordon. The Yo. question mark comes over the bat signal. Who the hell's doing that? Like, what the <laughs> fuck do you think? Yeah, or how about go where it's coming from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's funny you mentioned that. Is in those movies, well, no, go ahead, go ahead. The bat wing comes through the bat signal, they start cheering, they shake hands, like, oh, yeah, like, like Batman's here because of us. Like, get the fuck out of here. And then, that's a great observation. I like, um, that that James Gordon because, uh, stay on that a little bit. So, Batman Forever, I I, I have a soft spot for Batman Forever. I don't think it's a bad movie, it's different, yeah. Batman, Batman and Robin is horrible. So trash. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. The police force is portrayed as totally incompetent. Super incompetent. Like the scene you're talking about in Batman Forever. Um, they put the back signal up. He's not coming. Take yeah. it down. <laughs> yeah. Y'all and are still we, cops. <laughs> right. Yeah, probably, like, shouldn't we go and see what yeah. the hell is? But no. like, there, there's also the scene where. They, uh, I think I think uh, Dick Grayson had just come into Wayne Manor. They're trying to get him settled in. Yeah. Alfred, he has like that vision that I killed him, and they see the bad signal out the window. Right, and it's like really all Two Face and his goons are doing are like driving down the street. <laughs> yeah, it's like some random citizen just be like, "Hey, I saw Two Face. Call Batman." Yeah, it's yeah, it's like you said with the flaws. They they started to stick out like a sore thumb. Every now and then, we watch these as adults. <laughs> I'm supposed to be talking about Batman Begins, right? We, we, we just got Sebastian. <laughs> they, I love they Batman Begins. Movies. <laughs> but now, Batman Begins, yeah, it's um, uh, that was a fantastic take uh, with Nolan. 
Hell that yeah. Nolan had on it. Um, like you said, we see him actually, well, like you said, beginning. And I really like the training sequence. And it mm. sets up a lot of stuff for later, like with the um the flower that they're using and yeah. And, and we, Morgan Freeman is Lucius Fox. Yeah, that, they, that was awesome. Great casting. Like, yeah. Rugger Howard. Mm-hmm. Late great. R.I.P. baby. Hell yeah. And um, yeah, and it's interesting. It's one thing um a lot of people are diehard fans of, even the um the animated, they poked fun at this. And you probably noticed in one of the movies, or if it wasn't probably uh, one of the shows, but anyway, um, Ra's al Ghul, right? Or Ra's al Ghul. Uh, they changed the pronunciation of his name for the movies. Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, I think it's originally Raish. It's Ra's al Ghul, yeah. And I don't, I don't know why that little change was made, but. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Liam Neeson couldn't produce, pronounce it. Pronounce it. But one of my favorite scenes, man, in Batman Begins. I don't know why. This is one of my favorite. It's not even an action scene. It's when um, if you haven't, if y'all haven't seen Batman Begins by now, what's really wrong oh, with y'all? Yeah, you wildin'. So it's revealed that um, um, Ducard um, was secretly um, Ra's al Ghul, right? And like um, and he asked. Um, Bruce Wayne looks at the guy that the lady is introducing, like Roz Al Ghul, you're not Roz. And Montanabi. Favorite, favorite scene, but isn't but isn't he immortal? You like after he said, I've seen him die. Man, and in that whole speech he gives, like if anybody stands in the way of um, I forget what he said, um true progress or something like that, you simply come from behind and stab him in the heart. And, we tried um, to take over Gotham before, but your parents got in the way. Yeah, that whole because exposition can be real clunky, but Lim Neeson, he man, he that too. Like Nolan stuck to like uh like Joe Chill, like the accurate killer of Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, right? I didn't I never knew that, I don't think, until Batman Begins came out. Yeah, that was a Tim like, Burton thing that changed making the Joker. I always thought the Joker did it. And then, like, Batman Forever implies, maybe it's just, like, he's seeing Two-Face do it because Two-Face killed Robin's parents. Right. And I'm just picking that up, watching it right now. I always, <laughs> I always thought Schumacher, like, changed it. I was like, bro, like, how, how are you going to kill Batman's parents but then be district attorney? Right. <laughs> but I don't want to yeah, get back a... on Batman Forever. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, that's cool. He went back to that, that the hard, um, what's the name, Woody? But yeah, Batman Begins, great movie. Amazing. And it says a lot. It's my favorite that, movie, 2005. Ooh, I'll give you that. Yeah, 05, man. That's crazy. That seems so long ago. I swear. So, man, that's your number two. Batman Begins. That's it. So when Batman begins and he goes away, he <laughs> must he must return. So <laughs> Batman returns is my number two now i guess this is a conversation that we want to have um batman 89 is not on my top three list i'm gonna tell you that now <laughs> but why how do i hang up <laughs> nostalgia i have a lot of great nostalgia for batman 89 i remember um one of the first movies i could remember where i went to a movie theater and there was a line around the block it was like that, I, I saw it um, for Back to the Future 2, same year, right? Yeah. No, no, not same year. Yeah. No, no, same year, yeah. 
two was eighty nine. Back to the Future three was Memorial and, Day ninety. And, and then the next the next year, um, Ninja Turtles um ninety uh that line like man, it's, it was just a great time to be experiencing uh or having movie theaters experiences. I'm trying to tell you, yeah, yeah, I love Batman eighty nine, but there's a few there's a few things that I like better in Batman Returns. Now that we know um, a lot of stuff was was shot down from the studio that Tim Burton didn't have a chance to do or didn't have a choice to do with Batman 89. As much, as much as we love it, and everybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Prince fan, Tim Burton didn't want that. I didn't know that. I feel like Tim Burton, Tim Burton vibe, especially in the 80s, would have been like, yeah, come on, Prince. Yeah, you, you would think you would think, but that that's not exactly what he wanted to go. It works and it fits. Yeah. Perfectly. As we as we watch it. But he didn't want that. And there's a few other things he didn't want to do. So now Batman Returns comes along. And this is, uh, in my opinion, Batman's definitive. Tim Burton's definitive Batman movie is all Tim Burton. And you can see the difference in tone and you can see how he wants to explore more with the um, the duality of Bruce Wayne yeah. and Batman. And I think this movie does a great job of that. And like you mentioned earlier about um, just overall, the movie seems more crisp, or at least with the dialogue, like he's um, they're having a verbal sparring match with he and Christopher Walken. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> and I love Christopher Walken. You want to go think, 12 rounds with Muhammad Shrek? Oh, man. And so anybody who knows Christopher Walken, there's like a split in his career where he's he's always a good actor, but he was just dramatic, a dramatic, straight dramatic actor. And then there's a point where he started to become self-aware that, hey, I'm Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like in this one, I think it's when it was starting to come to and um, like Chip, uh, like women, I wouldn't put it past them, uh, except for your late mother. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, that was a great character. Mohammed, like you said, I got, Shrek. I got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> she tried to blackmail me again. I dropped out of eye window. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a line, though. <laughs> Yeah, like, like wow. Yeah, like he he was feeling himself. Like Max Shrek is like a great secondary antagonist in these yes. movies. Yes, but no, definitely. Um, and also the movies we were in in the um in our chat room we were talking about this. You all, um, uh, put a uh, gif of um when Penguin is biting the dude's nose. No, that was me. Don't give Nick credit. Okay, for that. <laughs> okay, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made the joke like Batman Returns, sponsored by McDonald's Happy Meals. <laughs> oh man, man! And Tim Burton, Karen, Karen's existed in the early nineties. Oh too. yeah, and they had it on TV shows. They had the little kids on there talking about. I felt disturbed. They shut the. You didn't yeah. getting coached to say this. You know they are. You yeah, didn't feel yeah. disturbed. You loved you, every you, damn minute of it. You saw Batman, and you were watching penguins with rockets on their backs. It was fun. Exactly. And then um, the whole debacle with the with McDonald's and the Happy Meal, um, like whatever, man. And it goes to show you how greed can ruin, you know, a lot a lot of good stuff. And that's something I want to bring up too. Um, so I guess Tim Burton was in a meeting. Um, they were for the talking about pre production for what would have been his third Batman movie, right? Mm-hmm. 
And one of the executives said of the Bruce Wayne character, why does he have to be so depressed? The character, Bruce Wayne, who witnessed his parents get killed in front of him as a child. Why does he have to be so depressed? That just goes to show you that, like, Warner Brothers suits have never known what to do with DC characters. These are the people that are writing the checks, making the decisions. And you got this top person asking this question of Batman, Bruce Wayne. And, um, yeah, I think um, it was either Tim Burton, uh, Michael Keaton, or both that was in that meeting. And, and one, of, one of the others said, that's when I knew it was over. That sounds like Michael Keaton. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably Michael Keaton. That's terrible, though, man. You got yeah. these. And Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers is the same company who passed on Forrest Gump. So it's like they never really had their stuff together. Idiots. It's like the bad decisions they made were really bad. But you know, back to Batman Returns. Um, it all started with Superman, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy how far you can go back. is <laughs> Warner Brothers is always fumbling a good comic book. Movie. Yeah. Just dropping like, uh. But yeah, Batman Returns, um, I like it a tad bit more than um Batman 89. And that's saying a lot because we know Batman 89 is a great movie. I'm not saying that it's not. I was seven. Catwoman may have been my first crush. <laughs> yes. And performance-wise, like, man. Um, they all kill it. Yeah. And I was talking they to somebody are. about this, and we're we're gonna definitely gonna talk about this uh, later on. The, the whatever the problem it is with how um, the bias against action movies and comedies when it comes to big award seasons, and I'm saying that to say this. Um, I recently watched Batman Returns. Batman Returns is a um, Christmas um, tradition for me. I yeah. try to watch it every Christmas. Batman Returns. As it should be. <laughs> and I notice um, one of the performances in the movie. Concentrate. Watch Batman Returns again, y'all. And concentrate on one performance in particular. And I'm talking about Danny DeVito as Penguin. And I honestly think he should have got more um, acknowledgement for this performance. This is a very um layered nuanced performance yeah and um and people always oh, a comic book movie uh and people keep hanging on that it's a, it's a batman movie these characters uh, danny devito gives a great performance in this movie and i yeah uh, is it still not actors acting it's not meet the spartans <laughs> Come like on. oh my god but yeah and batman returns and we're going to talk about something that there's a it is a huge misconception. Um, Nolan, and we're going to talk about this after our both our first picks. Nolan put this because of how successful his Batman trilogy was. A lot of people believe this, but it's definitely not true. We're going to get back to it. But Batman Returns, um, the better, in my opinion, Tim Burton Batman movie. Not saying that 89 is worse or bad. Is just, I think this was my number three. <laughs> this is just a, I think this is just up top to bottom, a full Tim Burton Batman movie, and it, and you can see it. And oh, no, no, I need to. You got your Chicago in this right quick. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, but up? in Harvey Dent's office, the Gotham City flag is molded after the Indiana State flag. Oh, no kidding. Yes, sir. 
I gotta look. Oh, that's cool. I gotta look at that. Check that out. <laughs> but I know you can agree with me on this. In any Batman movie, in any Batman movie, Batman Returns has the most awesome introduction of the character. In this case, Bruce Wayne sitting in a chair in the dark, and they put the bat symbol on, and it comes, and he stands up, and it's behind him. Batman Returns. Disagree. Oh, what? What? No, I'm, just, I'm just playing. That, that might be my favorite shot in any Batman movie ever. It, oh, come on, man. You got to. There's him standing up and the light shining in. Yeah, and it is. With like the the like the the how the light hits outside and like the yeah. reflectors turn and yeah yeah that's so, so good. My question as great visual as that is, we know it's a movie, but man, um, who installed those? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like all right, I kill your ass if you tell anybody I'm Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hell yeah. And his 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 um his mansion has to be really enclosed for nobody to notice these gigantic lights. But anyway. But um, so yeah, Batman returns. Oh, another thing is uh Michael Keaton. Oh, I gotta check what um we'll come back to that one. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that Batman Returns is my number two. So yeah, we're at your number one, right? What does it take to be number one? <laughs> uh yeah, man, uh Dark Knight. I mean, damn, I was going to say the Batman Begins 2. Never mind. <laughs> Batman Begins 2. Never mind. We're going to edit that. I made a bad joke. Oh, yeah. No. The, the Dark Knight is my favorite movie of all time, not just Batman movies. No. Kidding. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, all right. Like, like you were saying about Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. uh, he, he uh, Christian Bale's more comfortable, Bruce Wayne and Batman. You get the, you, like, at that dinner with Maggie Gyllenhaal, Aaron Eckhart, and, and that oh, dancer stick. Like, he, well, I own the place. He's trying to put the tables together. Yeah. Like that that's his Bruce Wayne falling asleep in the meetings with the the dude. Remember the dude who was supposed to be rumored to be the Riddler, but we never saw the payoff. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Like all of that. Like Morgan Freeman gets more to do. Michael Caine gets more to do. And then like what what can you say about Heath Ledger as a Joker that hasn't been said? Like it's exactly. it's, it's the greatest comic book movie performance of all time. True enough. Um, and, um... I can't take credit for this. Uh, my brother, I love my brother. Uh, my older brother says a lot of wacky things. We saw the trailer for The Dark Knight. The trailer. And I give my brother all the credit in the world. He says he might be the first person to get nominated for a comic book movie for an Oscar. There you go. My brother said this. And, and, and you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Like you said, what can you say about that Heath Ledger performance? It's unfortunate that he died. And you you know you're gonna have your goofballs out there saying, oh, yeah. they only gave it to him because he died. No. And um, I watched all five of those performances, and you know my word isn't law, but in my opinion, on this podcast it is, bro. Yo, well, there you go, brother. <laughs> in my opinion, that is the best damn performance out of out of all of those supporting actor performances that year. It's just a great, and this is the this is the thing what the the genius of Nolan. He didn't make a superhero movie. He made a crime thriller that just happened to yeah, involve man. a superhero. Yeah. And if people would, um, it's not necessarily about the approach. It's just look at the story. Look at the characters. Don't look at the fact that they're based on comic book um, characters. That's the thing. 
and the academy think they're slick um yeah. everybody was looking forward to this to get the bet that best picture nomination right and just co- coincidentally next year is when they went to 10 10 nominees right crying shame <laughs> that's that, that that's no coincidence you know what i mean they want to yeah. do this popular movie category man oh they my need god to do, they need to do a category of best picture that didn't get nominated that we <laughs> yeah. know that we did wrong and um, that was probably the, the backhanded way of admitting when they expanded the best picture um the slots or whatever but no, no uh, the dark knight by the way this is my number one too <laughs> so of course probably figure that out but no it's Got just him. um did the, the one of the best action sequences in any freaking movie um the 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 chase the armored car chase with the truck and oh yeah. let me tell you man i saw it harvey real harvey, life. harvey dent oh i saw it the truck it it, it was it was there oh like leading up to july 2008 like, <laughs> like my, my girl at the time my wife now i don't know how many times i saw that trailer and was like oh they flipped a semi oh my goodness and let me tell you about that so they parked yeah. that truck. I mean, um, so the building, I was working security at the time and they were filming. They rented out an office in my building and they like, they literally just left all of the cars because the action scene under, it was Laurel Wacker Drive. Um, that's the, the famous, um, they did the Blues Brothers chase scene under there too. And they just overnight, it wasn't any security. They just left the big trailer truck um, out there, all the cop cars. And you saw the bullet holes in the window and they just filmed back and forth and back and forth. So when the truck flip scene, you couldn't get within, they had a, a, a perimeter set up. You couldn't, you had to have a helicopter to try to get any peak. They had good. Like, man, you couldn't get anything. Some people, you even you couldn't even be in the buildings looking down on it. They wanted it to be. And they really flipped that truck, as you know. But yeah, and that's um that's on LaSalle. Um, the truck flip, it was on LaSalle Street. And like yeah, yeah. you're from Chicago. <laughs> but no, it was it was great um, when I was filming around. They they kept it real quiet. The um but yeah, but back to the, the movie itself, The Dark Knight, that action scene. And oh, my goodness, I jumped out of my seat, dude, when the Batmobile crashed and then he started to do the thing, the initiation for the Batpie. And when the Batpie, like, goodbye, and then boom, it jumped out. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that was cold. <laughs> yeah, that was cold. Like, man, um, one of the best, best jump scares ever is not in a horror movie. It's in the dark night. When um uh, who was it? It was Harvey Dent talking about a window, right? And then the body slams against the window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one. That's what I'm talking about. The whole theater, because he's oh man. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was that same guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I only recently figured that out. That was supposed to be him. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's crazy. Details, man. Yeah, no, and that's what Nolan does, like the greatest, man. But and like, even I'm, I'm gonna point out something that I dislike about this movie. Like, I, oh, I, 
when when Joker bashes the party and he's like talking to Rachel, yeah, I hate the cut. The well, you're gonna love me. I hate nah. that cut. Like, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, so um, a little while ago, last year, um, um, buddy of mine reached out to me to do a couple of interviews for his website. And um, I interviewed George, um, George Winston Ellis. He's an uh, actor who played one of um, uh, what was Michael J. White's character name in the movie? Gamble. Uh, yeah, they, oh, yeah, Gamble. <laughs> he can't get a nickel for his grandma. <laughs> a little Gamble over there. Yeah. So George Winston Ellis played um, one of his henchmen. And he's okay, one of dope. the hench. Was that? Oh, that's dope. Yeah, oh, definitely. And he was one of the henchmen um, that was in the one of the more popular scenes in the movie, the why so serious scene when he has the knife in uh, Michael J. White's Gamble's mouth. OK, yeah. And I spoke to him about this scene and um, he told me something I didn't realize. So a lot of this movie was shot in Chicago, the exteriors, even interiors. Michael, uh, Michael, um, Bruce Wayne's penthouse is um, right off Wacker Drive. It's in Chicago. And that's rare that they shoot interiors. But um, I figured that they shot the Why So Serious scene on a set, probably in Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. But anytime there's an interior, it's shot in London. Really? When it's not in Chicago. And George Winston Ellis told me this, that they were shooting that scene. Um, that was London. And he's a British guy. I should have figured that out once he started talking. And he was telling me about Heath Ledger, just how Heath Ledger wasn't doing the, um, the method acting. He was... When the cameras cut, he was friendly as ever. And he said he would, he would talk to everybody. He was just the coolest dude. Um, Heath Ledger was. And he yeah. said as soon as um, Nolan yelled action, he said he just disappeared. Heath Ledger. And he God. went right into that. I and wonder, the funny. Like, after he passed, there was always those rumors. Well, Jack Nicholson warned him. I wonder if they really talked. Yeah, nah, I, I, I think that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> He warned, warned them what? That you're going to be yeah. successful? <laughs> yeah, because it's not like Jack Nicholson was like really fucked up like no, from 89 just, on. It was a horrible, horrible accident. Yeah. You know? And it, it's terrible. It, 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 every time you look back at it. Yeah. But, um, Jared Leto still weird and goofy. Joaquin's still weird and goofy. <laughs> yeah. There's no, yeah, you know, people try to push that BS. Oh, it's a cuss, curse, or whatever. No, it's nah, just no. a horrible, unfortunate accident that happened. But yeah, the, um, the Dark Knight. Oh my God, we got to uh, hit on. Him. The, What's up? The speech. Well, he's hanging upside down. He's really doing that. You so pulled into that speech, and then the cinematography, the camera turns upside down, and he's. It's just that whole speech. Like that's give him the Oscar for that alone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hell like, yeah. God dog. It, it's just amazing. And and I spoke to somebody about this. Um, the Dark Knight. Um, Heath Ledger's performance is so great in the movie, you tend to underappreciate other performances. And I want to talk about um my boy who played um I was about to say uh Tupac <laughs> Two Face. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I was gonna Harvey. say. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up before you yes. were talking about him being upside down. And um, but I'm, I'm brain farting. The actor who played Two Face, um, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. He, That's an awesome performance. He tells us about his whole arc at that dinner. 
Yes. But that's <laughs> Just crazy. Foreshadowing. Yeah. But man, that that's a fantastic performance from from Harvey Dent to Two Face. And um, <laughs> like man. And an, another like jump scare moment, which is crazy. Um, when he's flipping a coin to shoot Batman or um or the kid. Hmm. Um, no, so he flips the coin. He doesn't say anything. He flips and just bah! he just shoots back. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. And I like you didn't expect it to to play out like that. But, but um, but yeah, and even performance wise, um, you know, like you, you Michael Caine, you said everybody has more to do, and it's just um, I like how they give um Lucius, uh, Lucius Fox character his arc with not liking what Batman is doing. Yeah. Um, with the sonar things off the cell phones, even though it might prevent crime, but he still has um, you know, it's it's this it's fantastic movie. <laughs> but yeah, and um, but yeah, I'm I'm over here blabbing my mouth off. Right? It's, it's your number one too. <laughs> what else you had to add? Hey, bro, it's your show. I just wanted to make sure we got Aaron Eckhart from Sean. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, what I wanted to touch on, and Twitter. Twitter be damned. <laughs> I've got into plenty of arguments. Fuck Twitter. About the Batman doesn't kill. Man, that I is... just saw him kill Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Oh my God. He Here's the Batman argument. Going back to your movie, um, your number two movie, Batman Begins. If Bruce Wayne doesn't set the um the house of the League of Shadows on fire. I think those people are dead, right? For sure. <laughs> no, he didn't like did his actions that did his actions lead to the death of people. That's causing your death. You don't have to directly yeah. kill somebody to cause something that is going to lead to their ultimate demise. Yeah, I'm not going to kill you. I got to save you. You killed him. I to save you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By not taking him out of that train, dog, you kind of killed yes. him. Yes. And like you said, with Batman Forever, um, Batman Returns, um, there's a little exchange between Batman and the big dude. He hits him. He hits Batman. He's like, yeah, go ahead, hit me. Batman kind of ties um, a bomb to his right. stomach and throws him down a ditch, and he blows up. He didn't just tickle. Yeah. Batman 89, he blows up the um, the chemical factory, which I'm sure is full of bad guys. Full of Joker goons. Yeah. It, like, come on! Um, the, the 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 brother that he's fighting on the tower, and he grabs him with his legs and bangs his head against the bell. I don't yeah. think he lives. <laughs> yeah, Batman. There's a great video, and um, for anybody who wants to know, ask me. It's a Batman kill count. <laughs> Bro, Every- Nolan, Nolan just made it cool to think that Batman doesn't kill. Yes, and that's and not Nolan's true. Batman killed. And you know what's very unfair when um when the Batman v Superman did come out and everybody oh he's not yeah. supposed to kill uh, even even like big YouTubers like Chris Stuckman was trying to knock that movie because yeah you know, man Affleck killed some guys get the hell out every of here. Batman is killed so back um this kill count video it proved one thing and you'll be amazed what the answer is there was only one actor who played Batman who had didn't kill anybody who is it. Clooney. George Clooney. That was a guess. Even Adam West killed one person. That's shark. In it. <laughs> He's in a shark. 
Oh that, man, the shark repellent. <laughs> that thing exploded. <laughs> but no, literally, um, Adam West has one kill under his belt as Batman from the TV series. Really? George Clooney is the only person who played Batman that doesn't kill a, a human being. I freeze. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh my god! Don't don't get me started. It's like, hey, how you doing? Right, what's up? Like, man, I'm I'm Batman. <laughs> Can you be cold, Batman? <laughs> oh man. man! But no, My do me a favor. Impressions are all over your show. Oh uh, no, it's uh oh. We we could have added another category to. Well, then again, it probably would have been just one movie. The worst Batman movies. It it'd have been Batman and Robin. For <laughs> sure. So, but the thing yeah. is, with that, I'm gonna give Schumacher, late great R.I.P. A little slack. Like he, if you listen to the commentary for Batman, like I said, he apologizes. He tried to do something and it just didn't work because it was just so opposite opposite end of the spectrum. And I think too close together. He tried Everybody to throw back to that that um slapstick 60s version. Yeah. And for what it was, if you watch it for knowing that, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his his endless puns. <laughs> he was just having too much fun. I mean, if I was getting paid twenty five million dollars and I had to say this silly dialogue, I'd be having fun too. And top billing, and, and top billing, top billing hey. over the title character. Man, that that the man that annoys me. Oh my god, that ego baby. He tried it. The holy rusted metal Batman. He tried it in Batman Forever. Yeah, and they made a joke about it. It, it was a joke. Yeah. Like the the it's full of holes, you know. <laughs> holy. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, like, oh, my God. But yeah, it's a uh, so do me a favor. Run down your list again. Uh, Start, starting from suits. Yeah, costumes, suits. Um, I think uh, three. I had the uh, the third act finale Batman Forever suit. Mm-hmm. Two, I think I had the uh, the standard Batman v Superman suit. Yeah. And then. One, I had the uh, the Michael Keaton Batman suit. There we go. Yeah, yeah, classic. And performances. I had, jokingly, yeah, Lego Batman. Uh, <laughs> nah. I had three, I had Michael Keaton. Michael, Two, I had yeah. Kevin Conroy. And then one, I had Affleck. Yeah, awesome. And, of course, the, now the movies. Movies, Batman 89, Batman Begins, and then The Dark Knight. Of course, both of us for The Dark Knight. And rundown of mine again, costumes number three, and Batman Forever like you, um, specifically the sonar suit. Uh, Batman Returns, Batman v Superman number one, and with all three suits shouted out, the Frank Miller, the Nightmare, and the Armor suit. Performances number three to one, Affleck, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton. And movies, three to one, Mask of the Phantasm, Batman Returns, and both of our number ones, The Dark Knight, one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Ever. Ever. <laughs> but um, that's something about my performances. Um, all of the actors that I chose um, are Oscar nominated. Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. Trivia for you. Aren't you fancy? <laughs> Who is the only actor out of them not nominated for an acting category? Affleck. 
Affleck. Affleck is a two-time Academy Award winner for Best Picture and Best Screenplay. Two separate movies. I definitely wasn't guessing. <laughs> Robel won and Keaton was nominated for Birdman. Yeah, man, you know your stuff. Yeah, Christian nominated. He won the one, like you said, for I'm the fighter. I dabble. I don't know shit. Yeah, and he was nominated for a couple of other um, Oscars, Christian Bale. But yeah, that's um, uh, that's about it with the list. Our Batman discussion. And um, as of recording, the Batman will be out in two weeks. And I, I'm honestly, I'm honestly excited. I'm curious what they, yeah. they're going to do with this. And um, did you see the new clip that they released, um, the police station clip? uh no nah, not really i saw a little bit of the the all-star saturday night stuff had some lame like that man's <laughs> on top of the stadium so oh, i saw yeah, what they yeah. played with that but no i'm trying to avoid as much as i can yeah me too i saw a little um little bit of the clip i didn't want to watch it all so i want to like, go man, in just andy circus is alfred all these villains there's yeah. some mystery behind Barry Key Hogan and and then and then Jeffrey Wright is Gordon. Like man, yeah. I I cannot wait. I saw um I bought a couple of movies last night. They have a the Riddler pop Funko pop out also. Are the little green Zodiac? Yeah. And of course they got the the Batman Funko pop. Yeah, I gotta look for one of those. Yeah, but um yeah, there's a lot of um. When people think live action Batman performances, people go straight to oh, um, Batman 89. But there's, you know, an uh, Adam West from the TV show. But there's Batman serials that go back to the 1940s and um, a couple of more live action performances, even outside of that. But Batman didn't get world famous and, until Adam West, that interpretation or whatever. And there was a 90s on-star commercial I could have threw in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Michael Go actually played Alfred in those commercials. Damn, really? He did. Interesting. Good old Alfred. But oh man, that's um, and you know um, Alan Moore, um, one of the um writers, comic book artists involved in um, um, The Killing Joke is the one he did, um, back in the day, the original comic, The Killing Joke. He actually would later go on to um, disown that interpretation of the Batman story because he says he prefers the campier, lighter um, Batman like in the series from the 60s. That's that. That was a real shocker. Yeah. (laughs) That's one of the best, most beloved stories out there. Uh, Yeah, that's funny enough. And um, yeah, they actually had that in theaters. Um, it was a Phantom Events for one day. I went to go see it actually. Yeah, and, um, the actual killing joke part of that movie isn't bad. It's everything else. Yeah, they tacked on at the beginning part. Make it longer. Yeah, they they really could have done better with that. But no, I think um that about covers it for this Batman esque episode. I recommend um you check out some of those Batman games. They probably like. I think you could buy all three in um and like a greatest hits pack for like 20 bucks or whatever. I have a couple of them laying around somewhere. Yeah. But no, that's um yeah, so 
Tell the awesome people where we can find you at on social media and your podcast. Let them know where to go. Hey, man, if uh, if you on social and you want to be bored by me, <laughs> uh, at, at Everybody Loves Randy on Instagram, at Randy underscore little on Twitter and on Letterboxd, at Rec League Podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, at Rec League Pod on Twitter. Uh, new episodes every other week. Good, good. And as always, um, trying to push more people towards um, good pods as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, you all check that out. If you all like listening to podcasts, it is a podcast player app, but it plays more as a social media app for podcasters. And is yeah, a whole bunch of awesome podcasts on there. And if you do go on there, you know, check us out and rate us. And that does help us, the independent podcaster, um, get more exposure and be more successful so we can bring you more and more of these fun and exciting episodes. So uh, it's good to have you back, Randy. Appreciate <laughs> and you, we're dog. definitely, definitely going to do something. Um, what's that? So I'm appreciate, I, uh, I appreciate you having me on. I'm no, no, no. That's, that's all good. Point in. But um, a lot of good ideas coming up. Um, Randy had a really awesome idea. We won't spoil, but we're going to put that together for y'all. <laughs> and we're going to bring that to you. But um, you know where to find me. If you're listening to this, I would assume you do know where to find me. Sigmund Cinema, Twitter, Instagram, and my very bare bones letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now, y'all, thanks for joining in. Rate the episodes. Check out Rec League Podcast. And until next time, be excellent to each other.